Welcome to episode 110 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Probably a quicker show this evening with not too much action to catch up on as uh, cross-country kicks off in the UK and Europe. But for all of that, in a week where a circus line got loose near Rome, let me welcome to the show a man who probably would have considered getting out for his double day if he was in Rome at the time. How's life this evening, Joshua? Yeah, all right. I'm, uh, I was just telling you boys, I'm actually... <laughs> based in a hotel tonight in uh at Heathrow Airport we've got a work conference tomorrow but because I live a bit further away uh I've got a hotel this evening as well which like when stuff like that happens I mean some people probably think oh brilliant it's like a do a fun evening or whatever like I just look at that and just think that's three really inconvenient days for training I'd look at it as a holiday right now mate if you look at my yeah what Wow, true. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a bit of a hassle, especially when you're a busy man like you, Josh. Uh, yeah, Josh. Don't know what's going on this evening. Anyway, let me welcome our co-host this evening. I've said this evening about seven times. Who is very much the big cat on Strava, hunting down his prey on the Bailgate Dash segment. How's life, Shano? Putting down my prey on the Bailgate Dash segment. Yeah. Um, have you been literally stalking my Strava tonight? That was where I first went. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of thought. To be fair, it. looking at Shane's face and using the word prey, I don't think should be used, in, <laughs> used together. <laughs> it's just, Shane it's just has the most horrific, like, I don't even, bushy moustache. It's lovely. It's The lighting doesn't do any favours. Remind, he, he always remind when he grows his tash, he always reminds me of like an RAF pilot from the Second World War. Yeah. That's the type of tash I like. Yeah. Perfect. It's very bushy. Well, you know it's what they say. I should, I should do. Right. Shall we... Um, Let's go to some training. I think... Probably because you've got a li- little, little bit of a cold, haven't you, Aaron? Oh, but I've always got a cold. But let's go into your week, Shane, because it was a bit of a a hampered one by a by a poorly leg. So why don't you tell us your yeah. week last week? So it'll be reasonably quick. Um, for all I complain at you not building up quickly and Josh running too hard, um, I'm the one who's now in my fourth week of disruption through injury. So uh, I'm not sure who the listeners should listen to. So I was feeling pretty positive last week. Um, I'd come off the back of that sort of test a marathon pace. My shin was feeling a lot better, and you know I was over my cold. So Monday I went out for a run, did ten miles, and I actually really enjoyed it. Got in some mud, slipped quite a bit. Um, got my my New Balance, Josh's new favourite New Balance shoe. Got my nice and muddy, and not ideal off road. Um, but yeah, it was quite nice. Um, on Tuesday, I did a run which I'll be honest, I can't remember a thing about. But another 10-miler, um, I think I was 7, seven ten or something average. Um, so Wednesday, I thought I'd try a session. So me and Tom had a lunchtime session planned that we were going to do um, almost like a session within a run. 
So it would have been four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, and then back up and then back down again. All off two-minute jog recovery. So we thought we weren't too bothered on pace, to be honest. Um, normally, if we did that as a 10K session, it'd be shorter and we'd be trying to hit sort of some quite fast paces. But we were just like, let's aim for threshold and quicker and see what's what. I actually felt really good on the session, which I'm not surprised because, you know, I've had the best, like, not really had any hard weeks now for, the, for nearly a month. Um, and when we started going back down, I said to Tom, I was like, I might pick up a little bit. Uh, because I'm feeling good and I was scheduled into the 10k that's coming up this Sunday. Um, so the final four minutes, um, I didn't actually mean to pick this one up, but the final four minutes I did pick up um, to just, to, I think it was about 4.55 pace or something. And then I was, my initial intention was I was going to hit the three minutes quite hard um, just to give me an idea of, of how my body felt if I was going to go into a 10K, but I decided against that. Like the, the four minute was fast enough and I felt pretty good doing that. Uh, got to the two minutes. We just had a two minute rep left and a one minute rep left. And about halfway into the two minute rep, my hamstring absolutely just massively tightened up. Felt like somebody was scrunching it up in their fist. And I was like, oh shit, I better stop. So I stopped. It was quite tender, but I thought I'll just walk back towards the car. And then when Tom's on his cool down, he can, I'll just jog back with him. And I tried jogging and I couldn't really run on it at all. Managed to do some sort of shuffling and walking back to the car. And when um, we went from where I work, and which is part of the park run course, and I've mentioned the cows we've got on the park run course now, on the way back, the cows were on the path and one big fucker would not move. So I used all my cow mush expertise and managed to get him out of the way. So that was the highlight of my day. So yeah, I was pretty pissed off with that. Um, I've never had anything like that, like a hamstring just popping on a run randomly. Um, so I was pretty pissed off about that. Um, tried a run on Thursday, managed 40 seconds, I think. And I was like, this isn't happening. So I went up coaching Thursday night and uh, just hid myself in the middle of the cricket pitch in the dark. And I just blew the whistle because I wasn't in the mood to offer too much encouragement. Um, I offered some out and Friday I thought, right, it was feeling a lot better throughout the day. So I tried another run on Friday and it wasn't too bad. I ran with Tom and Ronnie in the woods um, around Skellingthorpe and it was okay. And I had every intention, we, we'd organised this big session on Sunday, didn't we? Um, so I had every, every intention of making the session. So I thought, well, I'm just going to pick up like for 30 seconds or something, not to any specific pace. I'm just going to run a bit faster and see how my hamstring copes uh, opening up a little bit. And it did not cope well at all. So I picked up for maybe 20 seconds and it might have only been to about six minute mile and maybe not even that. And it was quite sore. I eased back down. It didn't ease off. So I, <clears throat> so I walked for five, 10 minutes, um, booked in with uh, with Yasmin at work for a, a sports rehabilitation appointment on the Saturday, jogged back to my car and was feeling pretty mardy about it. Um, Saturday, I went for my appointment, she did some massage, some assessment on it, did some exercises. Um, it, it didn't all seem that bad, like to the point where I've like torn a hamstring or anything like that. So my intention was to run on Saturday evening to see if it was any better I'll be honest, I couldn't be asked to run. So I didn't. 
And then my intention was to run on Sunday. And again, I couldn't be asked, so I didn't. So that was my week. Don't even know how many miles. Um, 36.4. There you go. Feeling better this week? Um, it's better. So I've run every day this week. Uh, just been testing it out in various ways. So hopefully I'll do some marathon pace work this week and it should handle it quite well. But I'm just going to reassess um, how much training I do from now until Malaga. Um, and I think I need to keep a rest day in if I if I am able to get back on some longer runs again. Uh, I'm just not recovering from what I'm doing. I'm just too tired at the minute, I think. So. But um, one, one bit of good news, which myself and probably all of the listeners will be pleased to know you didn't describe going to the toilet in graphic detail no because yeah it's not happened this week so yeah, i am pleased <laughs> about that you're you're welcome <laughs> joshua why don't you go for yeah <clears throat> so monday morning 10 miles early doors seven forty-two in the morning not pace um 628 pace uh just yeah classic down to uh butte park and back then i actually had a massage at lunchtime um and i had some needling again and it reacted a lot better this time but but, well when i say reacted better the soreness was less um i think that's more because my calf was less sore so um yeah, I'm going to try and keep that up, actually. I'm going to have another one uh, next week before because uh, I'm racing. So um, that was all good. Keeping on top of the cast, uh, Gareth said they seem a lot, lot better condition, um, which is that's a good sign. Then in the evening, um, I biked. So I had 40 minutes. So I did that with uh, Georgie Gretsch and Jamie, uh, one of the lads in Cardiff. Um, we squeezed a little bit of the of Box Hill just to make Jamie make sure he was working hard enough. And he got his heart rate up to 180 and then died. <laughs> so that was quite um, quite amusing for George and I. Um, but yeah, it was yeah nothing really uh, interesting otherwise about that. Then this was when I had my idea about running a little bit quicker. Um, so I did my shakeout Tuesday at lunchtime. I did five miles, 604s. Then I thought the week before I struggled with the threshold stuff and a little bit in my head, I thought it was um, judging the intensity because in my head, I'm like five minute miling should feel pretty easy as in like not much of an effort. And then in reality, that's probably just not right. So I thought, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the track and I'll I'll jump on and sort of keep it consistent. So I, I did three by two miles uh, off a two minute jog. Um, so yeah, jog, jogged up to the track. Oh, sorry, jogged um, from the track. Then yeah, did the reps and then ran back. Um, so rep wise, and by two miles, I just did eight laps. So it's probably like what fifteen meters short or something. Um, so first one. I went 9.58, second one 9.54, and then the third one 9.49. And I felt much better. Um, I think it is just that, like I said, just misjudging the intensity somewhat. Um, and I tried to, uh, I just did my, my warm-up a little bit quicker as well, so ended up running sort of 5.59s on the warm-up. Um, I warmed down with Sam, terrible decision, because 
you guys probably don't know it, but there's a massive hill that goes from Rofe Lake to Kinkoid, uh, where the track is. So I ran back some of the way. He was going one one way, and I had to run back up it on the warm down. Um, so if you look at the elevation, you see it was pretty grim. So that was a mistake on my part. But it was good, I would say, or much better. I've, Then, I've got a quick question, quick question before you move on. yeah, go on. You know when you did that session and you did Yeah. your warm, I take it you've done your strides, Yeah. fifteen second strides. Yeah. Do you have have you just done like three miles, fifteen second stride, thirty seconds off, fifteen on, thirty off, or what? Did you like stop and in between and stuff? Oh, so I did the warm up, then I did some drills. Okay. And then I did four strides. So I basically just jogged the bends, stride the straights. Okay. Uh then uh I would probably faffed a little bit more and then I would have started. Cool. Awesome. Um so yeah, Wednesday uh went on Zwift again. Um so I jumped on with Georgie. And we were, yeah, we were barely moving, to be honest. This was actually in the evening. Um, so this was poor planning on my part. I opted for a lion rather than the double that I had straight away. Um, so we did 45 minutes on the bike. And then I got off the bike and went straight for a run. So my legs were, my legs were a little bit jelly the first like half a mile, but then actually it felt all right. So I did 10 miles, uh, what was that, six miles? Uh, yeah, so that was that was good, got it done. Then the introduction of the Rebels. So Thursday I had 14 miles with the second half as a progression run down to marathon pace. I know what Aaron's going to say when we get there. Um, so I thought I'd jump on the treadmill because uh, it was late. I finished work quite late. This was one I was really, really putting off. So I started the run at 20 to 9. Um, and at that point, it's just like, oh, my God, it was horrendous. I didn't know. I didn't have. I've just cancelled my Netflix. So I was like, I don't know what to watch. I went back on YouTube. An idiot broad. What a great show that was. It's so funny. I can't remember which one I watched. Uh, I've watched a few in the last week. But yeah, that cracks me up. He's, Carl Pilkington is hilarious. So I did the first seven miles um, at six minute miling. And then I, ba I basically worked backwards. So I thought if I go 5'10", 5'5", 15, blah, 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 get back to 5'40". And the treadmill uh, goes in increments of three seconds a mile. So I started at 5'39", and basically went 5'36", then 30, 24, 21. And then I thought, oh, we'll just cut down a little bit more because um, I felt pretty good. And then went 5.13 and 5.05. Um, and I was debating adding on a warm down, but it wasn't on the plan, so I didn't. Um, in reality, maybe I should have done six miles and then the progression in one mile warm down, but yeah, I didn't. Um, so I did, I did do a little bit of stretching for like two minutes. Then Friday, uh, went out after after work again. Classic quarter to seven jobby. Uh, did eight miles six thirteens, and Jonathan Pollinger commented saying evening run again, which said what well, gave it away because <laughs> it literally says evening run. <laughs> um, Friday. So this is Saturday.
this was an absolute disaster. I'd got a session planned and I was like, right, I'm going to go to Butte Park. The session was K on K off, so eight sets, so 16K in total. I walked to the park with all my stuff and there was a Movember run. Um, it basically a half marathon, a 10K and a 5K. And it started at nine o'clock and I thought, by so I warmed up at or, uh, 10 past 11. I thought by this time, surely it's going to clear it out. It had so done. I did my warm up. I did 2.7 miles. I thought this is just not possible here. And they were they were going quite far up the TAF, and the, I, there was just nowhere really to do my session. So I didn't. I put my stuff back on. I walked across the river and I went and watched the cross challenge instead. So I then basically texted Rob and said, I'm not doubling to get to 100. I've just had to abort my session. I'll go back later and do it because you will see shortly the consequence of doing so. So got to half four. It's obviously now dark in Butte Park. So I've warmed up there. One thing I found is I thought at this time I had my bag. I thought I'm just going to leave it on a bench. I'm going to do one lap, come back because someone else was meeting me there. Um, and as I got around the corner, some guy was going through my bag. And it took me, like, he saw, as he saw me, he stopped and sort of carried on walking. He didn't look dodgy. Um, and I didn't really sort of say anything. I got to my bag and literally all the pockets were open. And I turned around and I literally said, I was like, oi, what the fuck are you doing? And he was like, oh, I was looking for ID. And to be fair, my AirPods were in the top. My house keys were there. And he hadn't taken them. So I thought, mm, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Because if he had said anything, I don't know what I'd have done anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I was quite, I was like, I, I don't know. I was not amused. By, by so not anyway. looking dodgy, how, how did you define that? Um, well, the first thing I was about to say probably does sound dodgy. He had his hood up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just looked, I don't know. I wouldn't say he... But like he looked... a, re a regular guy with his hood up out for a stroll in the dark in Butte Park. Yeah, well, and, and when I was warming up, it wasn't dark. It was a half four. It was getting darker. But it, the problem is it gets dark so quickly. So I'd finished my warm-up. I just did 2.6 miles because I thought oh, I did some earlier. I, can, I did basically just did 20 minutes. And then uh, I thought, right, well, I can't do the session in Butte Park. When am I going to do it? Um, and... There's the K, oh, it's a bit longer than the K, but there's a K, uh, you know where I was doing Ks before last year in the dark, which are marked on the floor on this, um, what's the word I'm after? The cycle path, that's the one. Uh, so I thought if I do more than a K and just do the effort in the middle, that will work and I can flip on the off, um, which is basically what I did. That That cycle path is really, really slippery at the moment with leaves. So there were a few bits which were a little bit dodgy. Um, but, I yeah, I mean, the efforts were pretty much on point. So they were meant to be 303 and then 343s on the offs. The offs were a little bit slow, to be honest, more because I was flipping. At one, I went actually down to town, which was just carnage. Um, so I went on the ons. Oh, and the, the other thing I fucked up, I started with an on, and I should have started with an off. And then I realised halfway through, I thought, oh, this is just a shit show. Uh, so I went 301, three minutes, 304. Oh, no, that one actually, sorry, was a bit long. Uh, I didn't, I've missed the stop. Uh, 303, sorry. Uh, then three minutes, 302, three minutes, 302, 301. 
some of them were a little bit long actually because i'm i you know when you look at or you, i don't have auto lap on so i kind of have to glance now and then um but the paces were pretty consistent to be fair uh and the offs were actually a little bit slow so the first one oh, it's really hard to tell because i i didn't actually do it at a k but like they were they were all between sort of 345 uh and three probably 348 ish i would say maybe a couple a little bit faster but um so yeah what ends up being just under 10 miles in 525 pace um which actually felt pretty comfortable like i wasn't forcing the ons um they were they did feel a bit quicker than probably well they are quicker than what i've been doing so uh, that was no surprise but yeah got that done uh, and then did three mile one down and then sunday oh sunday i woke up and it was absolutely hammering it down and it just basically just did that for the whole day so at 12 o'clock i messaged sam borum i was like have you been for a run yet he said no so i was like we're going for a run together so he ran to mine we did a loop of the bay and i dropped him back off at tesco's so that was the first uh first 11 miles and then I did 11 on my own. And do you know what? I know this is going to make me sound really pathetic. In these conditions, I hate nothing more than getting my feet wet. I really, really hate it. Um, and there was parts of the path which were just completely flooded. So just sort of had to run through them. I did want to try and run probably a little bit near a six-minute mile on average. But I did actually, this was, and this is where it probably comes back to buy me a little bit running quicker a week. I did feel a bit tired. So, and the thing is, I didn't want to, I'm not going to force anything. So I'm very happy just to run off fill. And that felt about right. So I did 22 miles, 606s. Um, and yeah, that felt all right. The, the second half was like six minute mile on average. And that's my week. Quick question. Um, yeah. You know, on these uh, TAF runs. Yeah. Is it, is it Haley Park? Isn't there? Yeah, like Haley Park. Is there like a bridge there or something just after it or before it? Um, well, anyway. Um, whereabouts are you looking on it? Well, there, there is, there is a go, bridge. You can go over the taff, can't you, to the other side and run back. You can, you can, but it's quite muddy. It, it's more trail. Oh, is it? Yeah, I I would do it in... The, I used to do it in the summer a lot, but now I'm kind of an out-and-back guy. Well, you, you always seem to go out-and-back, but I just remember when I was running Cardiff, yeah, you can go on the other side. It it's it is like a like a trail basically. I thought. Do you remember Klaus? Klausy said there's nowhere you can run off or you can't run on trail, and I proved him wrong. Yeah, that's where I did it. Fair enough. Anyway, so hundred mile week was it? Yeah. So people, someone like uh, you might get a few people say, "Oh, I didn't do a hundred because my treadmill run was long," but I worked it out. It was still okay. Basically, I was 100.6. My treadmill run was like 0.3 over. I don't know if you have this mode on, treadmill mode. Sometimes it's useless. Sometimes it's actually pretty accurate. I don't um, do I? I just use Swift. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so, yeah. 100.3. Biggest oh. in a long time. Yeah. Biggest of the week because even though I planned on getting 100 in, didn't quite happen. Um, so, Monday morning... Obviously feeling pretty good after after a big Sunday session. Nine miles, six fifties in the mornings, an hour, just out and back. And then in the evening I did 
35 minutes, 6.58, nearly five miles. Obviously, couldn't bother with five. I think the loop, I did a little loop at the end and it still wasn't up to five miles, so I was like, that. Ah, can't bother. I've got to, I don't know when it happened, but in the last two or three years, I got to the point where I don't care about rounding up anything anymore. I just, if I need to stop, I stop. And I, we are very different. Yeah, I know, but I don't know when it happened because I used to be like it. But at some point, you just accept it doesn't matter and your life is a lot more free afterwards, Josh. You'll get there one day. Um, so Monday, all good. Tuesday, came down for cold. And that's, to be fair, the first one in a, in a while. So I took Tuesday and Wednesday off despite wanting to get a session done. Because I had planned a session on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday morning or lunchtime, just did 40 minutes easy and around 6.58, nearly six miles. Thought, yeah, I'm getting better. Considered doing a session that evening, but thought, no, I'm still not quite ready. Friday morning, got out 40 minutes, 6.48 moving obviously and at that point i decided to do a session that evening so in the evening jumped on the treadmill and i i planned on getting on the treadmill about three o'clock in the afternoon because i had a gap in work and i thought i can get on it was one of those days where things were going against me and i nearly been the session because stuff was going against me so I didn't get out into the garage till half past four on the treadmill. Then on the warm-up, well, first of all, my laptop had no battery. So quickly... Do you know what? That is the most annoying thing about Zwift. Well, I plugged it happens it in, to me every time. I plugged in for a few minutes, got some charge, went into the garage. It wouldn't connect to my Bluetooth. So I turned my laptop off, turned it back on. It did an update for five minutes. Then I went on Zwift. That needed updating. So that's another 10 minutes. And I was like, I'm just going to run in a minute and just give up. And then I started the warm up and I lost Bluetooth connection. So I did, you can see on Strava, I did 1.42 miles, went to the toilet, came back, got connection again for another K. And then I, then I binned it off, off the laptop. So I went on my phone. So I connected to my phone on on Swift and did the session linking to my phone, but using the treadmill like uh, screen to see where I was at in a cat because I did sixteen by a k. Um, first thing to say is having no laptop screen was awful, and I was about into rep five on this one. And Jenny came home with Eliza and she'd fallen asleep on the way home to swimming and she wanted to see me in the garage. And she came into the garage and just screamed for about four minutes. And obviously I had to turn my music off. So I was doing... That, that's where you've gone wrong. <laughs> I was doing a hard... Yeah. But I was doing a hard rep with her just looking at me screaming. So that was that was lovely. So again, I nearly binned it then. But anyway... The planned session for midweek was 13 by a K off 
75 seconds. Whereas go do the the odd Ks at sort of 10K effort and the even Ks at threshold. So if I was outside, I would have done about 307 and 312-ish. That was kind of in my head. Um, on the treadmill, because it's a bit soft, I ended up doing, I think, 305s and 309s. And it was okay. But because I'd missed so much mileage, I thought I'd do 16. The 300 metres recovery, I went down to 15 kilometres an hour. So again, that was quicker, but it was about 75 seconds-ish. But what it did mean is I averaged throughout the session kind of like 520-ish pace for um, how many? How much distance is that? 16 by a K plus 4,000. That's 4,800. So like 13 miles, basically. Like 13 miles, yeah. So solid. Um, and oh, I did 16 by K because I didn't want to cool down. So that's I just, a trend, <laughs> yeah. So I think I did about 800 meters cool down at the end, and maybe a little bit of warm up at the start. So, yeah, solid, but um. I kind of knew at this point I was massively backloading my week. So as Shane said, we'd planned a Sunday session, which we'll get to in a second. Um, Saturday morning, no one was around. So I got out and did 10 miles. My watch went a bit wrong at the end. So it looks like I climbed 700 feet in the last 10 meters. But even before that, it's, it's quite, I think it's about 1,100 feet in 10 miles. It's quite a hilly run. So um, did that just under sevens. Feeling feeling okay, but could feel my legs from the night before. Eliza had her birthday party in the afternoon. So when we got home, I managed to get out the door and do 30 minutes at seven twelves. All good. So, 14-mile day after a 21-mile day. And then the morning, Sunday morning, met up with Ben and James, and we had 3 by 7 k off 2K. So, we did a 5K warm-up, and I could feel my legs were tight. Like, you know, when they're a little bit, just, just, you know they've worked. Because I'd done the session, what, 36 hours earlier. And... Even on the first rep, I just noticed I had no problems aerobically. It was like really comfortable pace, but my legs were not fresh. So it made it harder because my legs weren't fresh. But we got through it pretty well. And I think we, um, I don't, the splits on Strava aren't great because I think it splits every, every K. But so I, we average 322.23s for 7K blocks off 350 pace, but I've got the, I did have the splits somewhere and they're pretty consistent, which was kind of what we wanted. So we went 29.36 for the first 7K, then 29.39, then 29.39. So three second variance. 
pretty solid. Um, Decent. And we did it on a loop. It's a four, just over four mile loop. So there was no wind, so we didn't really suffer from that. Um, it was pretty cold on Sunday morning, though. It was about two degrees, but pretty good conditions. 322 is 222 flat pace. 323 is 223 flat pace, so or 222 high. So I think that that maybe is where marathon pace might be. I, I did feel pretty good. It, I mean, it, it got hard, but you'd expect it to 36 hours after a session. Um, so maybe 71 and a half at halfway or 71 should feel about right. That's what I'm hoping. Well, I was until I've had enough few days off. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was going to run again Sunday evening, but my legs were, were done. We did 4K cool down and that was tough even though we, we broke 730s on the cooldown 728s um yeah so that was for a week of just under 80 miles but pretty much all of that 80 miles in three days well the last, the last three days and as you might hear my voice i've carried it on this week um i managed 10 miles monday but i've had today and yesterday off so Maybe another backload of week coming. <laughs> but I don't know. It's kind of one of those things now, isn't it? It's, it doesn't really matter that I missed easy running too much. <laughs> I know. I do know what you mean. Like, if you're going to miss anything, that's there, there's other, there's more important things to miss. Yeah. I mean, some of the volume, like, even before these missed days, I would have probably rated my. My build up like seven out One. just like solid. Like there's plenty I could have improved upon. But I don't want it to slip away now. Cause you you get to this point, don't you? And it it's almost like it's too easy to give up at this point. <laughs> Even though it's the easiest point. Um, like, yeah, yeah. It can slip away very easily. So I just need to get rid of this illness. And the I think the problem is this illness seems to have lingered around a couple of weeks and I keep running hard on it and then it gets worse again. So I need to break that somehow. Um, but yeah, good to get a session done outside and feel okay. My alpha flies are dead. I've got a fresh pair, but realised they're size nine, not eight and a half. So probably should try those out i've got vaporfly free but not tried them outside yet so i'm i'm not i'm not even sure what i'm racing in yet i looked at buying some alpha alpha ones on ebay and the they're, one that, they're really hard to get hold of the ones i was bidding on went for 260 pounds it's like no nah. yeah if anyone knows similarly uk eight and a half alpha flies hanging about i'll have some so that was a week move on hopefully get better strava leaderboard have you got it open josh i do indeed so <clears throat> jasper back on top 161 uh for the week his longest run was only 16 miles 
You must have done 17, 16 milers. Yeah, that's mental. That is, yeah, that is impressive. Um, I'm just going to do a little little recce on the guy in second because I think that's a bit. Uh, I mean, yeah, you got, to... you you've only got an 18th place for 100 miles. I know. Um, I will give the guy in second a shout out. Oh, that means I've got to try and pronounce that name. No, I was just checking to see if he wasn't a fraud. Um, oh gosh. Yingvad Johan team 1825. There we go. 150.5. He's got a 37.3 miler in there as well. And then Jake Farrowclough, still top three, 130.9. Um, he's got a 20 miler in there as well. I mean, there's quite a few. Kieran Walker, he's four, 125 miles, doesn't make the top three. Nasha, 120. Nasha um, right in and just let me know. How he manages 119 miles per child. Madness. He's a man. If you say so. Um, um, and then on the women's, I think this might be a new entrant. Uh, Abby Howarth, 100.5. She, she must be doing... Um, 23.7 mile long run. Perry must have got her into Valencia, surely, with him. Yeah, you must be. And then second uh, lady, Lara Bromelo, uh, 88.7. And then Jade Morgan, 84.7. So familiar names all round, really. Now, Shane sent me something in the week. Um, Shane, you'll be able to say it better than me. But you link it to Strava and it tells you your marathon time. Did mine say 208? I don't know. You can do it later. Do it live. Was it called? Well, a, a listener told me actually. Um, so shout out to Ian. What was it called? I, I don't know. know. I asked you, mate. One second. Oh, what it was called. Right, Shane. We haven't texted that much. Metaphon.com. Okay. So, Josh, I will forward this to you now. What you need to do is click on the link for me, if I can find your name on WhatsApp. Josh Lunn, love heart face. Um, so you click on this, link it to your Mar- link it to your Strava. No more race day nerves, it says, and it will tell you your predicted finish time. So my predicted finish time at the moment is two thirty five oh seven, and that's based off eight weeks, six hundred and seventy two miles at an average pace of six thirty five. Okay, so it's. It's, it's largely based on volume and, and speed. So I'm hoping yours will be a little bit better than than mine and certainly Shane's. Yeah, but mine came it's out... It's fetching my data. Yeah, mine it. came out at 2.47, but even more I'd, so, it's dropped from 2.41 in the last two weeks. I'd say both of yours are very accurate. I mean, mine's a big PB, so... <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Gosh, last week I did 78.6 miles... You know, on the average pace leaderboard, yeah, I squeezed into tenth, mate. You'd be proud of that. That's impressive. How? And the only people who've done more mileage. How? How? I averaged six twenty-five. Oh, you didn't warm down. <laughs> Just okay. hard runs, there, mate. <laughs> there, I tell you what, there are some kings above you, though. Um, there's a lot of Welsh people. There's a theme going on. 
Not much else. Josh Griffiths, 39.8. He'll have done that round of football field. Not much else to do in um, Wales. Has it come up yet? Or should no, we... it's still fetching the data. We can come but, back to this. While it's doing that, I, I I don't have a list of questions this week, but I do have one. And it came in from Donkey on Instagram. Oh, I saw this. And his his username is Sylvan Wiltord's Skidmarks, I think. he said Eeyore listen to question Josh seems to have a lot of disdain towards the British 50 kilometre community curious to hear why this is and as it represents his only realistic hope of getting a GB vest when will he be making his 50 kilometre debut in brackets (laughs) injury permitting this guy knows you well (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna say an unpopular reply to this I don't. I wouldn't count a fifty k vest as a GB vest. So what, that's what, gonna get that's gonna get some hate. I know. What? But what, in my eyes, I don't. So, Andy Hayes and Andy Davies, who just represented GBO fifty k, not real runners. And they've got a GB vests in other distances. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, when are you going to make your debut? There is no way on earth I'm going to run 50k. I can tell you that for sure. Right, we'll clip that one up because that will come back. <laughs> I mean, it was only a couple of years ago that you entered for the GB 50 kilometer team. So... Nah, that was because Clousy told me to. Yeah, because he, uh, maybe this is Clousy. Because yeah, it probably like... is. It was sure. Either he didn't know anything about football. So, Sylvan, somebody who likes Arsenal. Hmm. Tom Musson could be. Yeah, I did wonder. Anyway. I looked for the followers as well. They weren't following many people. No, they follow eight people. And they're very... Uh, there's follow, people who follow him who are random. Mm, I don't know. It, it's it's a lot of high-profile people we follow, they follow. Nobody average, like me or you, Josh. We're not followed. Interesting. One who is, but anyway, good question. Oh, oh, we're we're. Oh my gosh, we're in. What 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 do we reckon it's going to predict me? Two twenty three. Two twenty eight. Slower. Two thirty twenty one. What's your last eight weeks? Six hundred and fifty two miles. Probably why. Average pace of six tens. What do you need to do for this predictor? And that's the fastest it's been predicting. Yeah. Uh, looking what's at your, the... What's your predictor? Two? 30 point... Uh, two hours, 30 and 21 seconds. Yeah, probably about right. Beat me by about five minutes. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I'm just... I didn't realise you could see it across weeks. A few weeks ago, I would have been close to you, Josh. I was down at 2.33. Anyway. Right, let's go to some news quickly. Um, Talking about me wondering how people run with kids, I also wonder how this man, who's 47 years old, Reyes Estevez of Spain, he actually is a former European 1500-metre champion, but at the age of 47, he ran 28.56 for 10K. 
I did see this one. That is impressive. He's a he's a solid unit, isn't he? Yeah, he's ripped and bald. That's what I want to look like when I'm 47. Can't see me winning 28-56 there. Yeah. Um, I I have no idea what the course was and can't see it anyway. But yeah, I thought that was notable. Uh, second news that came in today, ultra runner, I think I want to say Joanna, or no, Joazia, jo- Joazia. Zach Rozetsky, she's maybe Polish, who's now represents GB. She has represented. You can't be, you can't be saying maybe, maybe Polish. (laughs) Well, where, where else do you think that name's from? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, she, by the looks of her vest, has represented Scotland potentially. She went to the Commonwealth Games, yeah. Yeah. Um, 48 hour world, world, GB record holder. She, so in April this year, she ran the Manchester to Liverpool Ultra and accepted, I think, a bronze medal, even though she took a lift in a friend's car for two and a half miles. Um, She's been banned for a year. She could have got two years, but. Um, they took her clean record into account and she's been banned for a year. So, so yeah, my message is people don't hop in cars mid-race. It's not good for you. Uh, what, what about on scooters in Spain? <laughs> <Incredible. laughs> you probably still have to, uh, yeah, do a little bit of work on the scooter. Didn't you crash one, Josh? Was it you? Yeah, in Spain. I had my phone fell out and I went to catch it, hit the curb, went flying. Right. Um I think that's it for 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 just general news. Actual results. Josh mentioned Cardiff Cross Challenge was on at Flandiff. How do you say it? Flandaff. Flandaff. Flandaff Field. I, I probably done it wrong as well. So this is the first of the five British Athletics Cross Challenge events. It also forms part of the World Athletics Cross Country Tour. So plenty of international athletes on show. In in the women's race, Megan Keith uh, of Scotland dominated. She um she beat the field that contained Lakina. Ami Bor and Mesra Yashana. I said those as if I was going to know who they were, but I actually don't. Um, so she was. She finished seventeen seconds clear. And next Brit was Jess Judd in fifth, and Izzy Fry in sixth. Did you watch the women's race, Josh? Yeah, I did. Megan was. Uh, she pushed the pace pretty much from the start. Um, and to be honest, she had a bit of a gap reasonably early on only a couple of seconds there Jess tried to go with it and sort of uh, sort of struggled probably on the first lap and then you had Izzy Izzy Fry and Alex Millard um yeah they were running together for a little while and then yeah Izzy Izzy sort of got the better of Alex yeah as I said I didn't really know much about the international athletes but 
Uh, Megan won in 2035, and Jess Judd was fifth in 2129. So almost a minute clear over four miles is pretty impressive. Yeah, she looked, she looked unbelievable, to be honest. Nearest Brit. In the men's race, sprint finish between Kenneth Kiprop and Vincent Mutai. Kenneth Kiprop coming out of the victor in the 9.6k race. Uh, from British perspective, Zach Mohammed was the best placed Brit in fourth with brothers George and Charles Wheeler in seventh and eighth. Any comments? Yeah, so saying sprint finish doesn't do this justice because the guy that won was miles clear. Well, I say miles. He was a real chunk clear, again, pretty early on, and he pretty much got caught and then outkicked the guy who caught him. Um, so it was quite good to watch, actually, that one. Um, uh, yeah, fanboy in the, the wheelers. Charlie just went with it. It, like the, the, it was basically the guy off the front, a group of Africans, Zach and Charlie, and then there was a bit of a gap to the other Brits. Um, and he sort of slowed and George came through. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really good race to watch. Uh, the other bit of cross-country news was over in Spain... I was a bit confused about this. You've got a, I mean, not to knock giving Brits some opportunities for some international racing, but you've got a world tour gold event in Cardiff. Would you not send a team to that instead? Maybe Does that make more sense. You would think anyway. so. Anyway, um, England athletics sent a team over to Spain. Uh, the race, the men's race was won by Ronald Quemoy in 2909. Uh, in 13th was Ellis Cross in 3037, Jack Gray 20th, 3102, and Callum Elson 23rd in 3115. Jacob Allen was a DNF, unfortunately. It looked like pretty warm, hard conditions, as in the ground is pretty hard. Well, they're all wearing flats. Yeah, well, that's why I said it looked warm and hard. Then the women's race was won by Edna Jebitok in 32-39. Uh, from a British perspective, uh, seventh was Amelia Quirk in 35-13, Kate Axford, eighth, and Phoebe Barker, twelfth, and Sarah Aston was a DNF. Um, anything to note on those, Josh? Uh, the guy that won um, the men's race, so he shouldn't have actually... I'm trying to, trying to think which way around it was. Uh, in the women's, one of them turned the corner and was about to win a sprint finish, and uh, she thought the finish was sooner than it was, and then didn't. But yeah, other than, other than that, not really. It, it was in Spanish. It was quite hard to, to follow. Been, really, all been there, Josh. I can recount my Midlands County where I came into the finish thinking it was the finish line and had another lap of the field. That's that's embarrassing. Not fun. Um, and yeah, I got out kicked. Uh, I think that's about it for results. There was lots of other cross regional cross country leagues on, but. I don't have all those results to hand. I don't think there was anything on the roads this weekend, really, apart from... I'll give a shout-out to one of my favourite racers, Stowe Market Scenic 7. Uh, Kieran Clements took the win of 34-16 there, which is pretty impressive, seven-miler. Um, 
pretty undulating. Emily Moyes took the, the win on the women's side. There was there was some races on at Alton Towers, but there was no... Did Josh Griffiths win the 10k there? Uh, we, we're not giving him the airtime for this. It was an Athics event and he's he gone... And... No, but it was probably up like Nemesis or something. I thought he maybe got like six pack of donuts on the way or something. He's eating more than six. <laughs> um, is Nemesis still exist? Is that still? Going? I don't know. That do you know what? I, I will tell you a funny fact about Nemesis. That's the only roller coaster I've ever been on, and I'll never go on another one. I was absolutely petrified. That does not surprise me. Um, well, that's about it then, boys. I think if that's what you're up to next week, Josh. Um. So I'm at this conference, which I'm really, really excited for. I can't wait to be part of. Then uh, I have an exam coming up in two weeks. So I'm going to be studying this weekend. And I'm then racing a week on Sunday. So getting ready for that. So a little bit of a shorter long run this week. Are you racing? Paris. Oh. My favourite half marathon. My boy Yannick. That's about it, though. We know Yannick. Is he any relevance? He's the race director. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Shall I come over? Can do. Doing some work for France at the moment. My friend. I think there's, there are a few few Brits racing. I think Ross Braden's racing. Uh, you know, Sally O'Gorman. There's a few others I can't remember. Okay. Solid. Shane, what are you up to next week? Um, I've got two days at uni. And I should probably use some winning. Probably should. You got a map. You got a marathon session plan this weekend. No. Uh, I'm just going to make up as I go along this week and just see what I can handle. I've I did. Been, I've been planning a run for Tom Straw with the wind. <laughs> it's fairly solid. Starts near Long Bennington, finishes in South Highcombe. Good that. Just need to check the roads, are okay? Looks I might like do that. A15, it's, about, it's okay, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can jump aboard with that. But I don't think I'm up to much other than trying to feel better and getting some, getting some last runs in. It's getting close, three and a half weeks away. Taper time is <laughs> near. When, what are you going to do for your taper? Uh, taper off. No, I I typically taper ten days ish. I'm gonna have a fairly short taper. My mileage hasn't been particularly high anyway, so it's not like I need to, you know. I'm I'm, I'm testing out the seven week taper. It's a good one. The reverse taper is even better. Josh likes that usually. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually good with the reverse taper to be fair. <laughs> So if you go in, might you go into the race off a hundred mile week, Shane? I might do actually. Um, me and you need to book some accommodation because we haven't got any after Monday in Seville. Seville, Malaga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll get that booked. A little romantic um, few days away. We might need to confirm who's actually running because it's starting to be a few flaky people. I have every intention of running. If not, I'll I'll be drinks, man. 
alcoholic drinks man yeah that was a funny thing actually um i got a message on instagram yesterday saying that uh apologies if any offense was caused but shane i think you're more of a drinker than aaron so do you know if there's any post-marathon drinks happening in malaga (laughs) so i'm social sec yeah i mean it's probably true what he will find out is shane is much more of a drinker than me but after probably two sips of alcohol i could be convinced to do anything so (laughs) get in i'm getting lucky that night then very easily swayed peer pressure is big um perfect but yeah we will see um I do need to reply to the Airbnb host because when we booked it, she sent me a message just saying, "Could I confirm we're not a confirm we're not a stag do or anything like that?" So did you say we're much worse? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, a group of runners, but I don't know if you've heard of Matthew Bowser. <laughs> he's coming potentially, maybe. Anyway, that's it, boys. Pleasure. Have a good week, guys.